an audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The Pinnacle of Sound Experience. Jacked and Canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave and hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Ken. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sports roundtable of Jacked and Canned, joined via vehicle again tonight by John hey, Tasman. Hey. John, how are we doing tonight, buddy? Doing good, Colbs. Yes, ladies and gents, whenever you see the vehicle recordings, that probably means we are in a wedding week. We have two weddings scheduled this weekend, Colbs. I'm feeling good, though. Just got out of work. I know Thursday night football's on, Colbs. Damn it. I can't watch the football game. Who the hell's no, you even can on? Just watch it? It. You can watch it behind me, John. Oh, there. Oh, oh, Coles, actually. Okay, that there we go. Ladies and gents, I can drive and watch the football game. <laughs> it's a luxury. I don't know if that's dangerous. Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. I would not recommend watching football while driving. I feel like that's one of the for sure ways to just get yourself straight into an accident. That's a good point. I will not be watching the game. Coles, I'll take a peek at it when I get back to the casa. But, dude, all is well on my end. Ladies and gentlemen, you know how sports roundtable episodes always kick off? Who's on top? So let me tell you who's on top. I have no freaking clue because I'm on the road and I can't see the standings. So lucky Coles, he gets to escape the MLB standings unless he wants to hit us with that. And surprise uh, us. Yeah, the only one that I want to share is that the Mets and Braves are once again tied for the NL East. Damn you, Colbs, because, okay, for new listeners, Colbs has been saying all season long that the Mets will fall apart. And I have been the biggest advocate all season for the Mets. If the Mets slip to the Braves, yes, I know they'll still be able to get into a wild card spot. That's not enough for me. They're going to win the division. If they fail at that, that means Colbs is right and that he so, called this early on. <laughs> you you want to know something else that was really interesting about the Mets that I heard today, John? I heard oh, it from no. um, well, it was from um from yesterday's Levitard show, Mike Schur, writer for comedy. He's written so much stuff. He's written The Office, The Good Place, Parks and Rec. He's SNL. He, he's done all sorts of stuff in his career that's been very successful. So obviously he's got a good sense of humor. Well, he joins the show every day and just gives them a random stat for their stat of the day. One of the things he decided to throw out there today or yesterday, really, because I'm still listening to yesterday's show, is that the Mets have a record this year for most batters hit by pitches with 110. Oh, what? It's also freak? a massive contributor to their really high on base percentage. So they're somehow oh, just better at getting hit by pitches than everybody else in baseball by a very significant margin. Well, that's interesting because now, what the hell? I know the thing, porking a bat was a real thing, right? A few years ago. 
are they putting magnets that attract baseballs in the bat somehow so that way they come over that direction and just plunk the batter or is everybody just so angry at the new york mets and they're like oh hell no we're gonna injure you we're gonna hit you with a fastball and uh we're gonna hope that you get hurt so you can't make it to the playoffs so we're gonna ruin your season that way because you can't be good because you're a new york team well, I'm going to wipe away option A because baseballs are not, in fact, magnetic. So I don't think that that would actually be something that you could uh, really scientifically utilize. However, well, we uh, hatred, <laughs> hatred. Uh, okay, I could buy that. People don't really tend to enjoy the Mets that much that don't live in the area of New York that does root for the for the Mets. So I could see a scenario in which perhaps, uh, you know, maybe teams are just letting the ball fly at them. I would think if it would be anybody, it would be the Astros. But, I, you know, sure, the Mets, why not? Everybody's going to be dogging on the Mets, Colbs. So that's what we got going on in Major League Baseball. I just want to mention one thing. Aaron Judge last night, September 28th, ended up jacking the 61st home run of the season, breaking the New York Yankees record for the most home runs in a single season might even be an American league, uh, American league record as well. It is. Um, thank you. Because, uh, he didn't touch the national league one there with bonds and McGuire and Sosa and everything that they were putting up, but damn, was that impressive goals. Are we moving on from major league baseball? Please. Ladies and gentlemen, the next topic, the next who's on top topic that we're going to be talking about here is the CFL. I'm only kidding. I just wanted to see Cole's reaction. I did look at the screen there briefly, but then I just saw a tractor trailer, so I figured I better look away. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on from CFL. We're going to talk about NFL. Cole's pretty pleased, pretty, pretty, pretty pleased. I'm begging you. Can we please do a who's on top segment of NFL, or is it still too early in the season to do that? I mean, it is, but let's see how I can do with this. I know that Yay! the Eagles are on top of the NFC East because they're 3-0. and Nobody else is. The Packers and Vi- – actually, I guess technically the Vikings would be on top of the NFC North because they, like the Packers, are 2-1. and However, their one – or uh, the Packers' one loss was to the Vikings. So technically the Vikings would be on top. The NFC South would have to be Tampa at two and one because nobody else there is two and one. In the NFC West, I believe it would be the Rams. I think they are the uh they they might not be the only two and one team. I think Arizona is also two and one, but the Rams, I, I you know what we'll call that a split. Uh, in the AFC East, the Dolphins are on top at three and zero. Nobody else is three and zero over there. In the AFC North, uh, Baltimore and Cleveland are both two and one. In the AFC South, um, is Jacksonville on top? At yeah, Jacksonville's on top at two and one. Nobody else has two wins over there. And then in the AFC West, the Chiefs and Broncos are both two and one. You know what? That makes me super happy because when we went over power rankings at the beginning of the year and I brought up the Jags and the Steelers and the Washington Commanders, they're all doing pretty damn good this year, Cole. Just wanted to point that out there. So my power rankings might not have been that bad. You said the, uh, the Jags, the Steelers, and who? The Commanders. Who else did I bring up on that freaking conversation that we had there with the top 10 list? Um, 
those were a couple of teams that I had. Uh, up you there. did have you had Miami in there as well. Yep, I had Miami so in there too. Let let me, with the exception of Miami, because we know they're going to be in the top ten here. Let let me tell you where those teams specifically rank because I have it right in front of me. John, um, the aforementioned Pittsburgh Steelers, I have it 25th. Oof, ouch. The the Washington Commanders, in which you speak, I have it 23rd. So I'm not going to say that uh, those teams are doing particularly well. And then we said Jacksonville, and who was the other one? I feel like there was Miami. Oh, no, the other one was Miami. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville did something that I do very rarely. where I moved them up a full 10 spots. They were 23rd last week. I brought them up the 13th. Let's let's go ahead and give a little bit of love in Jacksonville. And, you know, it's funny the way this one's working out because I've got it 13 and 14, Jacksonville and Detroit. And uh, I, I definitely did not foresee this season, even with the start, and who knows what happens from here forward because... I clearly the the Lions, the one thing that I think we can know for sure is they're going to continue to put up points. I don't know what else we really get from them. I don't know how much winning they do. I don't know how good they are, but they are going to put up points and remain competitive in most games. Jacksonville, on the other hand, I really don't know exactly what is there, but they just did the 100% prove it deal of beating a team that I think is one of the top 10 realistic teams in the NFL. They actually still remain within my top 10, even after the loss and falling two one and two. So Jacksonville coming off a huge win there, winning 38 to 10 against that particular franchise. Obviously at this point, we're talking about the Los Angeles chargers. I think that speaks volumes about how good Jacksonville actually is this season And I'm not saying that they're going to win the AFC South. I'm not even saying that they're a playoff team, but they're absolutely a team that teams should be preparing for and not just rolling over and saying, ah, fuck it, it's Jacksonville. All right, Coles. So you're not saying that you see Jacksonville being a contender this year. Do you think that they're actually going to make it to the playoffs? Just call it right now. Because hang on, before you do, Lawrence looked pretty damn good. They got Kirk over there. Doug Peterson's the right coach that's going to make that scheme work. They got Marvin Harvin over there, Marvin Jones. I don't, I don't know. You, I just made up that nickname for him. Have you noticed this one habit that you have where you say, I need you to pick it right now. Wait before you do. And then you, yes, you that's do it. this to me at some point every damn week where you say, I need to tell you something immediately and then also stop me before I can start. Because it's. It's part of that ADHD, brother. The thought kicks in my head, and I apologize to you. And uh, thank you for riding the bench while I go on my little rant sculpts. But seriously, though, everything looks like it's clicking well. ETN, probably not the performance that people were anticipating to see from him. But James Robinson is an absolute beast. He's running the show. He's owning the show over there. So, do you think Jacksonville actually has a shot to be a playoff team? I'll let you talk now, Colbs. I'm done. No, they do have a shot. Their their biggest key is that they're going to have to be able to beat their division rivals in Tennessee and potentially Indianapolis, considering that they came out of nowhere last week and beat the Chiefs, which I, I don't even know exactly how that happened. But if that means that the Colts are going to be a better team than they've played thus far throughout the season – 
Uh, that that's going to be tough for Jacksonville to beat teams that are that capable. And within the division, you obviously have to play them twice a year and the coaching staffs know each other. They're going to have to be able to work around that. And if they can win those games specifically, then they have a very realistic shot at making the playoffs this year. Hey, you know what? That's what I like to hear. So uh, if you had to give a prediction right now, what do you what would be your guesstimate at what their record will end at? Just probably nine and eight. Ooh. All right. I got them actually hitting 10 wins. Um, so I mean, I'll it could happen in that see. division because I, I still don't really know if Tennessee's going to really pull it together or if they're just going to occasionally win a game and they're going to lose games that they should win. I, I don't know what Tennessee is going to be. And I have, I mean, I know what I do know about the Colts is that I'm confident they are not one of the best teams in the league. I am confident that they are not going to be they, – they might be a borderline playoff team. I know they just beat the Chiefs. I do not put my faith in Indianapolis right now. They're, I mean, they're going to have to do a lot to prove that to me. So I think that it's realistic to believe that Jacksonville does have a real shot there. I think it's a lot harder to make it in as a wild card this year. I, I would uh, I would think that if Jacksonville is going to get in, they're going to have to win the division. But I don't know that that necessarily means they need double-digit wins because I don't know that Tennessee and Indianapolis are going to be able to do a whole hell of a lot better than they are. So with Jacksonville jumping just about 10 spots on your power rankings list, right? Is there any other teams that stood out to you that really shocked you, really surprised you, uh, or even like jumped down 10 spots just out of curiosity? Yeah, I was, uh, that was actually the direction I was looking. Uh, I would say the Raiders, I currently have them at 19th and oh wow. Okay. I understand. I get it. I do. Well, I mean, they 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 haven't won a game and they're, they're going to, I mean, the, the Raiders aren't a terrible team, but I I am definitely surprised that they have not been able to pull out a win at all. I mean, the Arizona one was almost just bad luck. I don't even blame them for losing in week one to the Chargers, but they they should have beaten Tennessee last week. That was that was the game to get it turned back around, and they didn't. So I I really don't feel great about Vegas's hopes of making the playoffs, which does now ruin for the most part my idea of having all four AFC West teams in the playoffs. Um, you know, with that said, too, I mean Denver uh, they don't look good. They they just Denver won. does not. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they just beat San Francisco, but they won that game eleven to ten. Like, what the hell is that? I, I didn't even know that was a possible score. Cool. One of your favorite NFL players of all time, and I've actually never asked, maybe he's really not one of your favorite NFL players of all time, and I'm just assuming this because you're a Seahawks fan, but Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has been catching so much heat. He's been catching all the heat. People are saying Russ is not cooking. Russ is in the freezer, and he's frozen. Yeah, they're going to have to get the run game more involved. I, I told you that before the season started you you can't just put russell wilson in the shotgun and say throw the ball a lot it's not going to work that way and granted that hasn't been necessarily all that denver has done they have tried to get their running game going but you you really have to have a pretty base game plan for russell wilson to be able to thrive at his finest john i uh as much as i am loving this conversation 
we got to get out of here in like four minutes and we still got a top 10 to go through and five picks for the week. Hey, buddy. All right. Let's extend this one a little bit and we'll shorten up the Jack and Can shows, ladies and gents. All right, Colbs, hit us. All right. I, what I'll do is I just won't talk so much about the teams that are in the top 10. I'll just list them off for you. John, number 10, the Minnesota Vikings. They, uh, I, By the way, they are in both ESPN and the NFL's top 10. So I, I looked at it after I did this one just to make sure that it wasn't a terrible idea. And it wasn't. So, I mean, I had already written it. It was going to be there regardless. Number nine, the LA Chargers. I still believe in them even at one and two. Eight, the Tampa Bay Bucks. They moved down five spots. Tom Brady still doesn't look right. I need to see something look good out of him. Number seven, the Green Bay Packers, mostly because uh, there were really only six teams that I felt reasonable to put in front of what Green Bay has done this year. Number six, the, uh, <laughs> number six, the L.A. Rams, uh, defending Super Bowl champs. They look like their offense is coming back together. We'll see how the rest of it shapes out. Number five, wow. the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they, they look really good. I like the Ravens a lot this year. Number four, the Philadelphia Eagles, who might potentially be looking like the best team in the NFL right now, but they will remain number four. Number three, the Miami Dolphins, the other team that also looks like they might be the best team in the league right now. However, I will leave them at number three for the time being. Uh, number two, the Kansas City Chiefs. Number one, the Buffalo Bills. I know they just both lost. I still feel like they're the two best teams in the league. They're going to have to do more to prove me wrong. Hey, there we go. Sheet. All right, John. So I'm aware that you don't have Sparky with you on the road, but it's okay because I got his cousin here, uh, Parky, on the on on my lap. So we're gonna do it that way once again. John, first game of the week. Oh, hold up. Let me go back to last week just real quick. Um, even though I thought I was doing terribly last week, it actually wasn't as bad as I thought. It was an average week. I went nine and seven on win loss. By the way, I've won every week in our Pick'em League. That's been oh, pretty thanks. cool. Yep, yeah, you're just, dominating. Uh, damn you. Yeah, your last place I noticed too. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean yeah, to rub thank it in you. Damn you. Damn you, Cole. <laughs> you had to say that. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, Excuse nobody yourself. else named their team Purdy with Curdy. So, oh my went, God! Oh, let us know. Let, let, okay, you know who won last week? Me. Let us know how the picks went. Come on. Yeah. So I went nine and oh, seven, which for the season brings me to thirty seventeen and one for spreads. I went eight and eight, so I I believe I'm twenty five and twenty three, if I'm not mistaken. I know it's a two game difference in the win column. Uh, over-unders, I went 6-9-1, and one, which for the season has me 29-18-1 and uh, 18 and one or something like that. Uh, for our league specifically, all three of us went 2-3. and three, So that makes me 8-7. and seven. That makes John and Sparky 7-8. and eight. So oh, I'm now right behind we go, you. Yep. Oh, yeah. You guys are still just a game back. So we are now going to go to the picks for week four. We start off with Seattle at Detroit. Uh, Detroit is favored by four and a half. John, I have taken Detroit here. I think that they are the play. And what does John say? Detroit. All right. John is with me with Detroit. Nope, nope. I just put your J in front of Seattle. I meant Detroit. And Sparky the Coin says uh, he likes Seattle, idiot. All hey, right. Holmes, 
Does it hurt yeah. real quick? We'll be fast. Does it hurt to go against Seattle? Does it a little bit? Oh, no, Lions? I pick against them regularly. Well, against the Lions, though, I'm just saying, I know the Lions look good this year, but notoriously they've been pretty bad for the past few seasons. Does that one hurt a little no, bit? No, not when I have the expectations that I do for my team. I know the point you're going for, but no, uh, I actually feel nothing about it. I'm like, eh, well, this is us. All right. Game two, we have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Houston Texans. This is the Chargers by five and a half. I think the Texans are the worst team in the league. I think the Chargers roll them. John, what do you got? Texans. All right. John's taking the winless Texans. And Sparky the coin is taking also the Texans. Okay. Oh, I just made Sparky a J. Okay, there we go. Third game, we got Arizona at Carolina. Carolina is favored by a point and a half. John, I think that is the dumbest spread I've seen all season. I am taking Arizona here. John, what do you got? Uh, Christian McCaffrey is banged up right now. DJ Moore's not on the same page with Baker, Arizona. Yeah, I don't even know if I actually mentioned who I'm going for there, but uh, I don't know why Carolina's favored. Arizona's a significantly better team. And okay, Sparky's going against me on all three of these. Uh, we've got New England at Green Bay. Green Bay is favored by 10 and a half points, even though New England has an anemic offense. I think that they have a good enough defense, and Aaron Rodgers has struggled to put points on the board. I still think that this game ends up being closer than 10.5, even if it is 10. <laughs> so I've got New England cover in this spread. John, what do you got? Green Bay is going to dominate all day long. Lazard is hurt, but they're going to get Jones. They're going to get Dylan in the backfield going. Uh, Tunyon is going to be having a big game. It was strange and- that you started that with Green Bay is going to dominate and then mentioned that their number one receiver is going to be out of the game. Well, because, I don't know if you heard, one of the standout rookies of last week, Romeo Dobbs, or Dubs, I guess it goes by both, absolutely dominated. That could be the start to Aaron Rodgers' number one wide receiver. Devontae who? Devontae who? Ladies and gentlemen, Romeo Dobbs is here to party with Carney. All right, and once again, Sparky is away from me. So you guys took Green Bay. I've got New England. And the last game is Kansas City minus two and a half at Tampa. Um, Kansas City is coming off of a loss, as is Tampa, but I think that Kansas City has a lot more in the tank as far as being able to push back and get the win after a loss here, whereas Tampa, A, they don't have the same kind of pressure because they're not in a very competitive division. All three of the teams in their division are pretty much garbage. So, I mean – they, they could start this season two and four and still win the division just fine. Kansas City's going to need to keep up. Additionally, I still haven't seen anything from Brady this year, and even though I hate it and I'm not betting against Brady, I'm betting that Patrick Mahomes is about to do everything in Patrick Mahomes' power to get this W. Uh, Tampa all day for this one. Tampa's oh, going to wow. end up winning this. They're going to pull it off, yeah. The right. uh, they're saying Julio Jones is going to be back. I think him and Brady are going to be linking up for a, a couple of uh, well, at least one touchdown pass. Fournette's going to get over a hundred yards on the ground. So Johnny, here's what I would say: um, outside of Detroit Arizona. and Arizona, you and I went opposite on the other three games, and Sparky went opposite of me all five. 
So this is definitely going to do something in our standings this week. We'll have to see if that means that I'm just going to take a massive lead or if you guys, I mean, if you guys win all of these, then you guys are actually going to have a pretty good lead on me because I'm only up a game. But we'll have to wait till next week to find that out. Speaking of, what's our score here? Seven to three Cincinnati. All right. So I will go ahead and end this here. John and I are going to record our, well, I don't know why I'm saying this is if we're doing this live. We are not. But yes. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Uh, once again, this has been the Sports Roundtable of Jack and Canned.